Good evening. The God who forgives. Dwight Lyman Moody said, the voice of sin is loud, but the voice of forgiveness is louder. The voice of sin is loud, but the voice of forgiveness is louder. Paul was right when he echoed these words, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And even we who are saved, we are sinners saved by grace. And as saved as you may be, you still have the proclivity, the nature to sin every day. Be it with your mouth, with your mind, with your body, all of us have that in us to still mess up. People don't like to admit that. We like to talk about what we don't do or what we don't do anymore. Very seldom do we talk about what we do. But in spite of um, our sins, in spite of our shortcomings, in spite of us missing the mark daily, God says through the prophet Isaiah, I am the God who forgives. Now, I need you to appreciate that because ultimately no one knows you like you know you. No, no one knows your habits, your proclivities, the things you like to indulge in, the things you say, the places you go outside of the spotlight of family, um, business, and church. And even if you are retired <clears throat> from doing some things and going some places, scripture says, you don't just you don't sin just with your body and with your mouth. That as a man thinketh, so is he. And so let's just establish this up front. 
that the ground at the foot of Calvary is level. And all of us stand there as sinners trembling and standing before a holy God. There is no classification when it comes to sin. Poor, um, middle class, upper middle class, high class, uh, learned, unlearned. Academicians, those who are astute and those who aren't. When you are a sinner, you are a sinner. Because sin could care less about your social economic status or your religious training or background. Whether you're black or white, Asian, doesn't really matter. The truth is, we're all sinners. But tucked away in Isaiah chapter 45 at verse 25 is some joyous, joyous and joyful news. I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and I will remember I will, and I will not remember your sins. Listen, church, if you can't shout on that, I don't know what else to say. If you can't, if that doesn't make you shake your head in awe and thankfulness, if that doesn't make you clap and wave your hand and say, thank you, God, thank you, Jesus, in your heart, something is seriously wrong. Because you understand and you know, as a matter of fact, I'm sure some of you, you have forgotten some of the stuff you've done. <laughs> uh, and some of you could write a book and hold a class on how to do it. And uh, I said to one of my friends this week, but the older I get, the more I am convinced that I'm maturing because I'm at a point in my life now, I don't care who walks away from me as long as God doesn't. Because I know I've done so much to break the heart of God where he should have fired me a long time ago. But his grace and his mercy, I am recipients of. And so if this one don't speak, if that one gets mad, if that one decides they want to act brand new, that's cool. As long as when I talk to God, he talks back to me. 
because I need the forgiveness of God in my existence. I, I can't make it. I, I shout and I marvel at Lamentations where it says God's mercies are new every morning. Yet great is his faithfulness towards us. That I've messed up so much in my life that even when clock strikes 12, watch this, God deposits brand new mercies in my account for a brand new day. Can you shout brand new mercies tonight? Brand new mercies. Lest I keep you too long. First of all, I want to share with you the blessing. Here, here is the blessing. Are you ready for it? I, I am he. Here is the blessing. Who blots out your transgressions. That's the blessing. You're talking about Christmas every day. <laughs> you, you're talking about not just being thankful in November. God says, I am the God who blots out your transgressions. Can you think about something that you've done today or yesterday or last night that broke the heart of God. You being a Christian, you you being a believer, you you knowing better, you knowing right from wrong. Yet you thought it. Yet you said it. Yet you did it. I I um uh, I I shared a quote on Facebook that I said I think last year several years ago. And I, 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 although I said it, I, I, I can't quote it verbatim. But it was something like this. You need to shout because God didn't kill you in your mess. Hmm. Yeah. You, you need to shout because God did not kill you in your mess, that God could have killed you where he found you. Watch this. In places and in situations you had no business being. God could have exposed you publicly and privately. And I'll show you why he did not do it in this lesson. The blessing is in spite of me being mean, watch this, I thank God that he's still God. That's the blessing. That in spite of me being me, in spite of me not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, in spite of me having that, that Pauline struggle, that the things I shouldn't do is what I do. The things that I should do, I don't, I don't do them. 
Anybody out there who can testify that the struggle is real? Which is, which is honestly, which is why I don't have time to be judge and jury, jury against anybody else's indiscretions. I, I don't really have, I can't really gossip about what he did, what she did, what they got caught doing, because I know if not for the grace of God, there go I. So uh, before you gossip about what he did or what you heard about her or him or what they did, be careful because the winds of life can change awfully quick. And when you celebrate the downfall of other people, be careful because you may find yourself in the position that only God can get you out of. And guess what? Here is the joy of God being a forgiving God because God forgives us and delivers us from stuff we did with a cognizant mind. We were aware. We, we weren't cursed. We, we weren't seduced into doing No, we did that because we wanted to do it. And most of us enjoyed doing it. And then with your high self, your drunk self, your adultering self, your fornicating self, your gambling self, your judging self, you have the nerve to fall down, lay down on your knees and say, Father, forgive me. And guess what he does? He does it one more time. I know you shouting. I know you about to tear up your living room. I, I know you about to just, 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 just tear up the kitchen tonight. Because you understand that that before you talk about uh, church ain't good or, or, or no, listen, you just need to think about how God <laughs> kept you and how God forgave you. And in the words of Dr. Marcus Cosby, and forgave you. And forgave you, and forgave you, and forgave you, and he keeps on forgiving us. That's a reason why enough to you can shout and dance all by yourself. That that's enough to send you into a full praise break and worship mode when you understand, in spite of you, God still forgives you. What shall I render under the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? I thank him and I bless him because he is a forgiving God. But then we move from the blessing. And I got some good news for you, church. In verse 25, we move from the blessing, watch this, to the forgiven. One word, your. Your. Personal. Your. Which is why 
Humanity has a hard time with self-forgiveness. We hold ourselves hostage based upon past mistakes and indiscretions and people hold us hostage as well because I, I told a young man who I mentor, like one of my sons, I told him Monday when he called, I said, always know this son. He's 21 years old. He's my son's age. I said, son, know this. You have aspirations to pastor one day, and, and I'm sure you will. I said, but two things. Your name is all you have. Protect it as best you can. And secondly, know this, black people don't forget. Amen. I'll pause right there. They don't forget. Dale, you, you'll be passed from that church 10 years and they'll reach back and, and, and pull up something you said in your second year. You 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 forgot you said it. Well, 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 Reverend, you said, and you 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 got to scratch, you, and you like, and then they got they got date, they got time. Black black folk don't forget nothing. Black Baptists have a tendency to 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 hang stuff over your head, and here it is, black folk. Don't usually give forgiveness too often. And forgiveness means nothing, especially the black Baptists, until they're the ones who need it. Now, if it's somebody else's child, you go after them. If it's somebody else's loved one, you lie on him and you try to get him in some foolishness and so you set him up and you talk about him, they're in this question like their dog. But when life turns and it's them, their child, their daughter, now, now it's now it's grace. Now, now is mercy. But the scripture says. To give it, you got to give it. And we are, we are usually good with the whole receiving. We have mad issue with the giving. But thanks be unto God. No matter what you have done in your life, Guess what, church? Shout tonight because you are forgiven. Now, the question is, can you forgive yourself? That's the big question. Can you forgive yourself? No, some people will never forgive you, and some people will never let you live down the mistakes you made. That's just a given. It's sad. That's why I often say that the church really ain't ready to be the church. Because Paul says, if you find a brother or sister in who falls, uh, have a fault, then if you who are spiritual, you should go to them and restore them. That's what, that, that's, that's what the Bible says about 
forgiveness that we we who are spiritual should go to our brother, our sister, and restore them. Now the church, we kick you if we kick you out now. We 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 put our we we put our foot on your neck. And we 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 don't we don't just put we we, we don't just put it we put it we we twist it we put them out and then he want to talk about let the church be the church and let brother fellowship and order joy divine you do better telling your story in a AA support group or a drug rehab you you can't tell folk your story at church they can't handle your humanity. They can't they can't handle now they can handle theirs, but they can't handle yours. They can they can handle them committing adultery, but they can't handle you doing it. They can handle them having a baby out of wedlock, but they can't handle you doing it. They can handle them drinking, but they can't handle you doing it. They can handle them gambling, but they, they can't handle you doing it. They can handle them cussing and being messy and hurting people's feelings, but they can't handle you doing it. So, so, so please don't tell me we are the church because guess what? The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is a loving church. Uh, 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 a restore. We ain't the church. We're just a bunch of people who meet and take up money and hear a sermon and sing some songs. We ain't the church. Because the church understands. Here, here is here is what I told somebody uh, last week. And this is a true story. I got into it with a friend of mine. And uh, I said I was sorry. And 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 I guess they wanted me to keep on keep keep on saying it. And I told, I told, I told, I told her. If what I'm sorry is good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for you. I'm not going to keep on. No, not. One, one is enough. All you got to do is ask God to forgive you one time. And when, 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 when God does it, God does it. And I'll show you what true forgiveness looks like. As, as, because this, this is one verse, but it, it, it's a whole lot. We are the forgiven. So celebrate tonight, no matter what you have done, no matter who holds a grudge or holds your indiscretions over your head, guess what? When you ask God with a sincere heart to forgive you, that's exactly what he did. And if he forgave you, it don't matter what the preachers say, what the deacons say, what the people say, what the family say, what the co-workers say, if God forgave you, ma'am, sir, you are forgiven and walk in that forgiveness. Stop holding your head down. Stop, stop, stop walking in shame because folk know. No. They know. And guess what? Knowing is fun when it's somebody else's stuff. Amen. But I heard somebody say in the Bible, I'm lying, 
Ain't no fun. And the rabbit got the gun. That ain't in the Bible. I just, I just, uh, yeah. We are the forgiven. We are the forgiven. She said, I blot out your transgressions. We've transgressed against God. Now, if anyone ought to be offended by what we've done, it should be God. You think about that. You think about Jesus sitting up there on the right hand of God and saying, that's what I died for. That's what I suffered for. Because usually when we ask God to forgive us, we're going to go back and do the same thing over and over Y'all quiet tonight, church. In the words of my, my mentor and brother, Marvin Wiley, I can't hear nobody tonight. <laughs> God forgive me. And he does. And then, and then we, we, try, we, we try to bargain with, bargain with God. Lord, Lord, if you let me get me, if you let me get me, get, if you just let me get home tonight. I promise you, I ain't going back no more. If you just let me get out of this stuff this time, Lord, I promise you, Lord, I ain't doing that no more. And here's the thing about God. God know your line when you're saying. That's how merciful he is. That's how gracious he is. He, he knows you are lying when you are trying to manipulate him as if you have to manipulate God Here's here here what, what, what I tell my children. Don't give me no free lies. If you're going to lie to me, children, at least let me put you in a position to make you lie. Just don't give me no free lie. What you lying for? You ain't even in trouble. You just lying. Don't do that. Just lie for no reason. There you go, lying. Lord, if you let me get home, I promise you, Jesus. Ooh, Lord, thank you. I ain't going back no more. And you get back and do the same thing. You just talk. that's why, that's why, Joe, that's why I ain't surprised when folk lie to me. Folk lie to Jesus. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I ain't surprised when folk lie to me. Can you believe he lied to you? Yes. Absolutely. Can you believe he told you of of, of a fabrication, absolutely. But I, I, I thought, I thought he was better than that. Folk lie to God. God, if He delivered me from this, I ain't going back no more. So if they lie to Jesus, they gonna show a lot of us. Amen. See how quiet all tonight. Amen. We are the forgiven. But He says. Also, let's look at the forgiver. I, I am he, God, our Father. In the New Testament, 
our perfect sacrifice, our lamb without blemish, big word, our propitiation. He who knew no sin became sin. So before you start talking about God ain't fair to you and you having a bad day and you don't know how bad your day really could be if God decides not to forgive your sins or if God decides to hold back grace and hold back mercy. That's a bad day, friend. Ever thought about why God allows some people to get exposed, but not you? I can't answer why. But you better shout that he did. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't hit for his own reasons. No, that, that's what that's what uh that's what uh one of my mentors would say. For his own reason that, that we can't figure out because he's sovereign. He is the forgiver. I I am I am the one. That's why we need to love on God more in worship, in praise, in study and meditation. Because God has been so gracious to us and so kind to us. And he forgives us and he knows we are about to go and do what we just said we were sorry for. And he wakes us up one more day. He keeps us in our right mind one more day. Me and some of my friends, one night we were, this was several years ago, we were uh, in a certain city and we went to a certain location where you put money in a machine. Okay. And uh, you, just, you just hope you'll win. And, <laughs> and uh, when we got in the car, going back to the hotel, to the city, the fellow who was driving to the hotel said, Lord, here we are, your servants. <laughs> See us home. <laughs> See us back to our destination safe and sound. We're in your hands. I said, we just got through doing some foolish. He said, that's all, that's all right. The Lord still hear us. Can you shout tonight? Because even your foolishness, the Lord still hears. He was a forgiving God in the Old Testament. Even more so in the New Testament. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever desires to believe in him won't perish 
but they'll have everlasting life. He forgave us so much and so, uh, so, so much until he said, listen here, no man takes my life. I lay it down. That's why Jesus came. The arrest, the betrayal, the denial. The trial, the cross, Calvary, the crucifixion, the grave was no shock to Jesus. That was his purpose. So before you again talk about how unfair God is to you and God this and God that, my friends, God is so good. God is so gracious. God is so kind. He, because he has forgiven us. Now, it's one thing for it to be a rumor. Something else for it to be true. And everything that God knows about us is the absolute truth. And guess what? Most people who love you love you because of what they don't know about you. Don't you fool yourself. Don't you fool yourself. Don't, 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 don't give yourself that much credit. And don't believe your own press. And have the folk who love you now probably would not love you, probably would shun you and block your phone calls if they knew the real you. I don't mean the harm when I say this. It's, it's, it's going to sound horrible. But it's a good illustration. It may be disrespectful to some of you, but it's a good illustration. So get, get, get out your feelings before I even say it. Get out your feelings before I even say it. Get out your feelings. I went to a, 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 a some friend's house years ago, and uh, I knew them, and uh, I had to go by to pick up something early one morning. Uh, per the husband, come by and pick this up. That, uh, and I went by, and uh, here's the problem. He didn't tell his wife I was coming by. So about seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, I ring the doorbell, knock, and uh, she opened. And when she opened, she like she saw a ghost, and she slammed the door. And I could hear her saying, why didn't you tell me he was coming by here this early? I'm coming to the door, get this thing on my head, and I ain't got no makeup on. Here is the problem. Who I saw at the door was not who I was used to seeing outside. 
<laughs> Let's just say it was quite a difference. Yeah. 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 I saw her outside with the makeup and the beat face and the but at that door. <laughs> yes, my father. I uh I I yeah. Yeah. Here's my point. That folks see you with the makeup on in the street, at church, at work. But God sees you minus your makeup, minus your title, minus your position, minus your money, your degrees, your, your, your suits, your shoes. God sees the real you minus the makeup. And some folk are ugly without the makeup. And yet there are some women who are just natural beauties without it. Because all I'm going to say with this makeup thing is I'm building a pity right now. Learn how to blend it in. Yeah. Get, make, make sure it fits your face because some of y'all in the pictures be looking like ghosts. Make, make sure you blend it in with your neck, you know. Make sure you blend it in. It, don't, it, it, it shouldn't stop right here. You, 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 your neck shouldn't be black and then your face brown. That, I, don't, I don't know. Do, do, work on that here. That's a, that's a little, a little free tip that we talk about y'all like that. And we probably shouldn't, but we do, you know. I got, I got, I got to tell the truth. I got to tell the truth. I'm trying to save you some, some, from some frustration in, in, in days to come, child. Yeah. That's what God, God sees us minus the makeup, minus Reverend Doctor, minus brother, minus CEO, minus minus nurse, minus doctor. Minus principal, minus counselor, minus PhD, minus D men. God sees the real us, and you need to shout tonight because, like the husband who loves his wife without the makeup, because that's the real her. That's what God does for us. God loves us minus the makeup. Can you shout tonight? Because God loves you minus the makeup. God loves you in the midst of your sins. God loves you just as you are, just as I am without one plea that thy blood was shed for me. Thou biddest me come to thee, O Lamb of God. I come just as I am. And guess what, folks? Most folk ain't going to love you just as you are. They love you based upon who they see you as and who they desire you to be. Most folk ain't going to love you just as you are. But thanks be unto God. When I don't cross every T and dot every I, when I say the wrong things and do the wrong things, even when I know I ain't got no business doing it, God still loves me. Here is good theology that you ought to sing tonight when you go to bed. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, for the Bible tells me so. Now, I'm done.
But I've talked about forgiveness tonight, but I want to show you why he forgives us. Yeah. I want to I I show you the reason. Three words. For my own sake. King James may say it like this. For my name's sake. That Jesus and God forgives you and me. Not because we are special. Or because he needs us. He does it. Watch this. Because his name is on the line. Listen, church, there's some stuff that you, have, that you have done. It could have destroyed you, but most of all, it could have destroyed your witness and your assignment in the kingdom. So God protecting you had nothing to do with you. He was protecting his investment in you. For the kingdom's sake. Don't, don't get this twisted. Don't, don't get this twisted. Because you can't hide your car that well. Talk back to me if you can. Don't, don't get this twisted. You, you, can't, you can't duck and dodge. You can't, you can't pull the cap down that low. God has forgiven you for his own namesake. It has nothing to do with you, but it has everything to do with him and the rare gifts for the kingdom. Because to expose you is to hurt the kingdom. To expose you is to hurt hundreds, thousands of people who came to Christ as a result of your ministry. So don't look at it as if to say, you that good, or you that special, or you that smart, or you that slick. No, none of that. It's for his namesake. So tonight when you pray, thank God for his name. And he kept you covered for his name. And he has forgiven your sins for his name. That Jesus came, watch this, to redeem, to buy us back. Why? Because we had transgressed against God. And on the cross, this is all it was. Here is the perfect picture of Calvary. Because you know that Jesus was on the cross, right? And his arms were outstretched. Picture this. Jesus dying. His blood flowing. 
His arms are outstretched. Mm -hmm. And in your spiritual mind, picture this. With one hand, he has God. With one hand, he has humanity. And as he's dying, his death is literally bringing those hands back together again. Because in that death and in that dying, God, through Jesus Christ, put our hands back in the Father's hand. Go to bed tonight knowing you are forgiven. Wake up in the morning if God is gracious to you. Wake up knowing that you are forgiven. When you get to church, if you get that Sunday morning, walk in knowing you're forgiven. And if you shout in the house, in the car, at the job, in church, if somebody asks you what's wrong, I ain't done wrong. I'm shouting because I'm forgiven. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, he, he loves me. For the Bible tells me so. How much does he love you? So much till he sent his son to die. But I can't leave him dead. He rose. And Paul says in Corinthians 15, he rose according to the scripture. And if there be no resurrection, all this stuff we're doing tonight is in vain. Shout tonight, church. And don't let anybody hold your past or present indiscretions over your head. Because here is what real forgiveness looks like. And I promise you I'm done. Forgiveness looks like he once he forgives you, he forgets about it. I'm done. He says, and I will not remember your sins. Here, I promise you I'm done. Here is a true sign of forgiveness when it doesn't come up anymore. When I can look at you and not rehash what you did to hurt me. Anybody who is still bringing up what you did to them has not forgiven me. Because the Bible says that God says when he forgives you, he will not remember it no more. If it's 2021, and I'm talking about what you did to me in 2010, I ain't forgave you yet. And guess what? It ain't on you. If you have sincerely apologized from your heart and minute 
and your behavior is conducive to your words, it ain't on you no more. Listen, church, I'm done. God bless you. But no, no, no one thing. You are hurt. They hurt you. But it is your responsibility to heal. You, you can't, you make a choice to be hurt. You, you make a choice to grovel in it. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. Jesus can't believe you did what you did either, but he forgave you for it. Forgiveness is real. It's necessary. It's a process. It's going to happen overnight. But at least you should be trying.